everybody, and welcome into the, I think, 20th installment of the Dogs Football Podcast. Here we are previewing the Illinois State Redbirds, as we know before. We did not play them last year. We'll get into that. It'll be interesting to see what uh, both teams at 2-1 and one going in and what will happen and what will transpire at Suzuki Stadium tomorrow on Saturday. I'm your host, Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. As usual, Noah, what's going on? Noah, we, we want to talk about Illinois State here, some other things, but we'll kick off with some bigger things, some... Uh, and notable for the team itself, some stuff that we've been wondering ourselves, but some things came official here recently. What's going on? Yeah, back here in studio, we got some, got finally got some answers, some bad bad news for the team overall. But we know we are ready for this rivalry game tomorrow, not tomorrow afternoon, as I should say. So we are ready for it. Yeah, two o'clock game. Everybody, do not forget because. Six o'clock game last week was great. Everybody was able to make it, so it'll be interesting for how many people show up for a two o'clock. It seems like it might be a lot more for two o'clock. We'll find out. It is the opening of the conference season. As I said, we will get more into that here at the end of this, Noah, but let's kick off with some, as we said, important news for the team. As we know, the Kansas State game, our All-American cornerback James Caesar left the game right before or we saw him run off the field with an apparent arm injury. He looked like a stinger at the time. We didn't know. He did not return, but he made his way out to you know, comfort the team throughout the rest of the way and, <clears throat> and cheer him on. And we didn't have any updates after that game and leading up to the Dayton game. Had no idea. We saw him in a sling at the Dayton game on the sidelines. Still getting rowdy over there for the players. But no, we found out just... Uh, when was it? Uh, a couple days ago, that James Caesar says he is. He made a post saying that he is out for the season, and that he is trying to get healthy and declaring for the 2022 NFL Draft. We're not surprised seeing this because, like I said, we didn't know his status. We said, oh, maybe he'll come back at the end of the season. You know, when the games truly will get like you know to the end of before the playoffs. But no, we're not going to see him at all. Yeah, it's a it's a big hit to that secondary um we know we got guys that are in line to take his spot that'll step up as next man up kind of thing yeah it just sucks for him i know he tweeted that he doesn't want anybody to feel sorry sorry for him but uh we do because we know what all the work he's put in over since coming back here and it's just a shame yeah his his post at the beginning talked about that he wanted to come here and with his brothers you know a lot of guys that he still knew and finished with he started when he was first here, and obviously he was up and he preached a lot to Coach Hill and everybody else, and uh, he was grateful that, you know, and he was able to lead for the young guys, and he transformed him into a leader and a role model for the youth itself, so he got personal with that, but yeah, being an All-American, we didn't expect him to be at all, we expected him, he didn't even start the first game last year, uh, you know, we expected JT Thompson to be the man, we expected JT Thompson to be the All-American, and James came out of nowhere and put himself on the map, that's for sure. As we said, he was an All-American then. He was a preseason this year. Expected to have big things. We know he was off to a rough start the first couple of games. We know he was going to settle in, though, we thought. But, yeah, he's not too upset because he knows the great season he had last year, that that does put him on the map for the next level. And we know the NFL teams that have been showing out at Suki Stadium. So, yeah, it is very unfortunate. As we said, we would love to have him down the stretch. And you mentioned the people behind him. We know David Miller filled in this past game and led us in tackles because he was, you know, getting thrown at to an extent. Even though Dayton, we know, didn't throw it a whole lot, but he was everywhere with how young he is. It's great to see him. We know guys like Chance Bush will be there. No, wasn't there a name that we just – that we knew about before, but that name that could maybe play a factor here down the stretch of cornerback? Yeah, there is. 
It's he's a former four-star recruit. He's a cornerback transfer from Iowa. His name's DJ Johnson. Not sure if he's dressed at all, but I I was that name was brought to the attention of me that a little birdie had put a word a, a buzz in somebody's ear and they've forwarded it to me. So that's just a name to watch out for. But David Miller, it's his job to lose. Exactly. That's what that's what we both think, and that will will happen. We mentioned Chance Bush. He'll step up. We hope as well. We know PJ Jules is our new number one. He will show out. So yeah, it's unfortunate. He mentioned he will have surgery and miss the season. So we know James will be there for us for the rest of the season to cheer us on. So we'll be looking forward to seeing that. Noah, let's segue quickly to Jawan Blankenship. We know how he was tweeting that we thought he was going to make a comeback, and he was still on the team. You know, it's not like he was off the roster that we didn't know about. Making his way back, I'm not sure how healthy he is, but it came out also that same day with James that Jawan is entering the portal. Noah, again, not surprised. We know we got guys here that could do the job, but we tweeted at Jawan saying that thank, we're thankful for the little bit of time he showed because he showed some dominance at times, didn't he? Yeah, he was a big run stopper last year. I could tell once he went out last, last spring that the floodgates pretty much opened for everybody's run game, and they just – we ran all over us like South Dakota State did. Yes, and there were times that Jawan led drives all by himself. So uh, we're going to miss him, but good luck to him in his future endeavors. As we said, we know we're good at defensive line for a while. Now, no, let's segue to we obviously knew the Les Jarnigan situation that she got let go, but now it's coming out that because Austin Lane terminated her without cause on September 9th, according to Senator from our attorney to the Southern today, that they will pay her the remainder of her contract, which is – $400,000. We mentioned before how, you know, because, you know, the, the swim coach hasn't done anything, nothing's happened to him, and all this that, you know, you got to have the just cause. And it was just the idea, you know, you got to, this, this all has to be proven. So, yeah, they honestly shouldn't have fired Liz yet. They should have found out more about it because you put us in flux in a way, even though we have a replacement. That, that's a lot of money, you know, $400,000, all because of this. We should have waited. Yeah, it could be one of those things where they've now second-guessed themselves and saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't have fired you yet. We should have looked into it more, and it's now an agreement that, hey, we'll just stay without just cause and you'll get your money. Or it could be they just wanted her out either way. Yes, and we mentioned how the budget thing moving forward. I know this is more, like, you know, urgent or more now, so we're we're able to pay out the money to an extent at this moment. But, yeah, we – Talked before how we'll, we'll just let it play out and we'll see what happens. We're, we're, we, we just thought we'd update everybody on that in case you had not seen. No, a couple things. Jeremy Chin, obviously, we were doing the quick NFL update for the NFL Salukis. Everyone else does not play, but he played yesterday, had five tackles, and the Panthers win. They are 3-0. and Hunter Milliken was student athlete, of the week, student athlete of the week because of what he did. Uh, you know, it was caught in the first touchdown and having his first catch in the blowout last week, so that's good to see. A um, couple things more. There was a, there was another top ten list that we were high on. We wanted to mention that. We won't get into detail though. But Noah, let's talk about the recruits. And we know uh, Jimmy will be back again, and he will have one joining him. And then another quick update on recruiting. Yeah, Jimmy will be back. It's family weekend, so bring your family out, everybody. Uh, he said he'll be up here. He DM'd us. Said he'll be back up here with uh, Ryan Shanley. So Shanley has a game tonight, so he's making a. I assume I'll probably fly in, I would assume. Yeah, that'd, be a, that'd be a tough drive. Making Unless he's making a night through-the-night drive with his parents. About six hours, six hours. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be there tomorrow. Um, we have a couple others. I've seen a lot of um, – we've invited a lot of guys, a lot of local guys too. Uh, 
like Cooper Phelan. He's from Harrisburg, Harrisburg offensive lineman. Um, Keegan Glover, who's an outstanding quarterback up in Benton. And we have a couple more. Uh, Peyton Mazur, he's an offensive lineman from Christopher High School up in CZR, plays football for CZR. Uh, that is interesting to me, especially since we're looking local now. So not saying these guys will end up here, but that's good that we're not focusing elsewhere, that we're also looking local because uh, the kid from Christopher has been twice to Illinois game. So he's looking up. If he's, been, if he's visiting a Big Ten school, we should look at him too. That, that I agree. And Brian Brown has tweeted about Henry recently, right? Uh, yeah, he's back. He has thrown for 745 yards, eight TDs, and rushed for two TDs in two games back. He is uh, a dual-threat guy, so uh, he's putting in work uh, along the lines from Lutheran North. I believe they are off. They are 2-2 two and two now, so they are off to a decent start. I know they didn't start out great. They started out 0-1. They won last week, so... That is good for them. They're back on the right track. Uh, Ryan Shanley, his team is now two and three, so they've started to have a little downfall down there in Georgia. And Chaminade has dropped to one and three, so not good for Jimmy Lansing and his guys. So even though I've heard good things about Jimmy, he's done well in his games, so that is good things, though. Hopefully uh, we're going to take some time and see if we can beat those two tomorrow. Yeah, I know, and it's good that, uh, you know, obviously it's not one of those things like Charles Young last week, <clears throat> who, excuse me, that he's uh, <clears throat> definitely he's not committed yet. He's got his decision coming up soon, but the fact that Ryan's already here, just getting him in there, knowing you have him, just making him comfortable, obviously, and making the best possible and hopefully get a win. And we mentioned Brian Brown. Yeah, throwing for 700-something yards, that's pretty incredible, knowing that he is dual threat and he's a potential defensive back as well, so he's tearing people up throwing the ball. That's pretty crazy. And then, yeah, you mentioned, because, no, we looked at 24-7 sports, and we were just looking back to our history. And uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Banks is our second all-time recruit, right? Second all-time ranked recruit that we've, we've landed, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's big. Uh, him and Jimmy, I believe Jimmy was sixth or sixth or seventh on that list, so hopefully we can land – more the bigger the better we get the more success we have in the playoffs the more the better recruits we're going to get without a doubt and uh if you guys want to go look, uh, check that out go to the typical what you would look at for college recruiting or look up southern illinois and it'll lead you to that the bottom will lead you to that so there's some obviously names we're familiar with on there it's interesting to see based on what they have so there's an uh recruiting update uh quay had an interview with some chicago uh article Guys, go check that out. And the doghouse had Bryce Notree and interim uh, AD Matt Kupek. Uh, haven't fully got a chance to listen to those, but we, I, we know that those are probably pretty good. So everybody go check that out as well from the end of the doghouse that they have every week. Uh, Mike had a tweet about Nick Baker, Noah, that he is. He's nine games of the starter in his Saluki career. He needs only 201 yards passing this Saturday to crack the SIU top 20 career passing yards. No, we think that even though we know, unless it's a beat down and we run the ball a lot, that he'll, he'll get that. He's averaging 295 yards passing per game this year. Obviously because of that huge game one against SEMO. Yeah, he, uh, he should get that. I wouldn't be surprised if he doubles that, honestly. Uh, depends how the game goes and what the flow of the game is. But as we know, if we throw a five-yard slant to eat, any of our receivers, they could take it to the house. Without a doubt. So now let's segue into Illinois State preview, Noah. 
We know they're a running team, so let's get into it. Yeah, they are a tough physical team. Um, they've always been – they've won the last two games against us. So that's something to look forward. And they opted out. I know that doesn't – I know Coach Hill said that doesn't affect any – add any extra motivation to this. But uh, they've came in here before and being an underdog, and they've put a whooping on us. So can't overlook them as to that. No, and we were talking about them real fast. We were 41-38-3 and lifetime against them. They've won five of the last six meetings. Obviously, our last meeting was two years ago. Before that, we had met every season since 1969 until they opted out last year. Um, this is SAU's second longest series. The longest is Versimo, 89 straight, and we are 24-17-1 and and versus Illinois State and Carbondale. Um, and... Missouri Valley openers, we are 16-20 and 20 all-time. Under Coach Hill, we are 0-5, so we'd like to get that streak going. Noah, what about some of their players? Let's get the guys to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, Brock Spack is their coach. He just became like the one of the winningest coaches in Illinois State history, maybe the winningest last week. But he's done a great job. He spent 11 years at Purdue as the D coordinator, so he's taken over that. He led Illinois State to a lot of playoff appearance, the 2014 FCS championship game. He's done a great job with that program. They're going to be ready. Uh, they are their court starting quarterback Bryce Jefferson, who's a dual threat guy, is doubtful for the this Saturday's game. Has a shoulder shoulder injury, so he could be out a few weeks. But uh, Jackson Waring is the guy to watch out for. He's their new quarter. He's their quarterback going to come start this Saturday. Tremendous athlete. This kid's going to be. Could be a problem for us, but I believe our defense will come ready. And they also will be out with defensive linemen or slash linebacker, Brandon Simon. So and He's a big-time player, right? Yeah, they're without a couple guys, so that's something to look out for. But otherwise, um, they have a heck of a redshirt freshman running back. His name is um, – what is his name? I forget his name. And You mentioned Bryce Jefferson. He got hurt, yeah, in their game last last week. Who they, uh, who they faced last week? It's top of your head, recall. Uh, they played Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, who we know lost to Dayton, right? Correct. So, yeah, there's a big old, uh, I guess you could say, uh, pattern in terms of, obviously, if we can beat Illinois State, that means we we should be able to, you know, shut out Eastern Illinois pretty bad. If that pattern were to withstand. So what, do you, what else you got? Yeah, they're 2-1. and one. They beat Butler 49-7 week one. Forgot Butler had a football team. They are part of the Pioneer League, I believe, as well, so... Um, they went to Western Michigan, lost, got shut out, 28 nothing, and they went to Eastern Illinois last week. Only one, they were able to escape 31-24, so that's something to look at. Previously, both our Dayton played Eastern Illinois, escaped with a win, and now Illinois State has. Yeah, they have a – they like to ground and pound. Um, they have Cole Mueller. He's a – Missed last year with an Achilles injury. He's done a heck of a job on the ground, and they have a couple other running backs. And um, Nigel White, he's another name to look out for. So we know they produced NFL running back and James Robinson, what he done as an undrafted rookie last year. So we know that's what to watch out for. But the, their defense is going to come ready to play. Clayton Isabel, he's a free safety. He's one of the best safeties, not only in the Valley, but in the – country period so that's a name to watch out for so and uh I believe linebacker zeke vandenberg is another name to watch out for yeah so they do have some star power just like us so it'll be interesting 
Uh, probably they had a little more on defense. You mentioned those players right there. We know we got our guys on defense or offensively. I don't think not many match up with us. Uh, so, yes, overall, this should be – if you're we'll, – we'll be making our predictions. Again, the spread is not out yet. It will come out sometime tomorrow, so we will cover that in the post. Uh, and Nick Hill, he added, if there's any extra motivation in rivalry with San Juan State, he did not think so. There's, quote, there's nothing we can do about that. It's 2021. That's what I talked to our team about going into the season. We, we talked about this on Monday. This is from this Monday press. So we talked about how they're 2-1 just like us, so they'll be expecting a fight. So now, no, let's get into our predictions. Uh, Real quick, this team was – they were picked seventh in the Valley in preseason. Okay. So that's a look at what, where they're at. That's usually – that's a little low for what they're used to and their standards over there. It's true. So – We'll be ready to play. I know, like we always say, any game in the Valley, any team can upset you at any point. So there's, we got a battle tomorrow afternoon, so it's going to be a fun game to watch, I'm sure. Yeah, I know the, the team's excited for it. We mentioned how we were talking to Jimmy Dean and that should be a good game because they're a rival like, like they are in football and in basketball. So it's always going to be fun, and that's a great way to kick off the Valley season as we talked about. So predictions-wise, let's see here. We are at home. We expect good fandom again. If I were to put a spread on it like I did last week until we find out the actual, I'd say it's around 15 and 15 and a half. Yeah, two touchdowns seems appropriate. Definitely a, definitely a two-possession uh, spread. I would agree with that. And I will take the minus points. Would you as well? Yes. Okay, so uh, predictions, though, points-wise, I will go with a score of 38 to – let's go with – I will have them having like – you said 15. I'll go with them having uh, 18. So what is that? A 20-point victory uh, that does cover potentially could not, uh, barring the actual spread. That's our prediction. So I'll go with 38 to 18 us. So we win by more than they have. What do you got? So I would. Uh, so that would. I'd say you're probably. I depending on what the over under is, you're close to it. I'd probably say you're about under with that score. That, that about is 51. 56 points. 38, 8, oh, yeah, that's 50. I'd say, you, I'd say that's over, so you're going to take the over. Yeah, over and that's minus points again. So that, hopefully we can continue our hot streak on that. Um, I took the final score of a 42-17 to 17 game, so we are going to cover as well, and we're going to hit the over. All right, so, again, we will talk about these on the post, see how we did. We had pretty good records, so we're putting them on the line. And then we'll talk about quickly our pre-dogs of the game. We talked about this earlier. I will go thinking how we want to run the ball, and if we were to go with guys that we know will touch the ball, I will go with Justin Strong to also set the tone. You know, we know he's quicker than most of the guys. He's a blend of, every, honestly, everything. We mentioned how Javon, he got a chance to talk to Mike, and they were just talking about everything, what, about him not being a quarterback this year, only throwing one pass, and the fact that he's able, been able to uh, just – you know, settle on just being a running back and how that's gone from this year and difference between now and his freshman year, which obviously is somewhat of a difference. Uh, so besides Javon, I'll go with Justin, set the tone in the running game. Offensively, who you got? I'm going with Avante Cox. Uh, didn't do much last week, didn't need to. So uh, starting conference play, we're going to need big-time players from our big-time players, and that's one he's going to get off to a good starting conference play. Couldn't agree more. And then on the defensive side, I think I went with Clayton Bush. He also met with Mike, as did Chance Bush, because they talked to Chance, hoping that obviously he'll step up and be that extra corner we need. He talked to Clayton. I'll go with Clayton that he uh, will also set the tone on defense because they talked to 
him about that, I'm sure, about him being everywhere on the field. And we, uh, it's funny because we stumbled upon his TikTok that he had 1.4 million likes on a TikTok, him and his girlfriend. So that's cool. So he's got, he's got that going for him, and he's also great on the field. So I'll go with Clayton. Who you got? I'm going with a name we haven't said, we haven't talked about a lot. Um, he's been very good this year so far, especially at Kansas State at a strip uh, forced fumble. So uh, I'm going with Jordan Burner. Yeah, you're right. We haven't heard. We didn't need to hear from last week, as a lot of people, but he has been active this year. Simo in Kansas State, he has been. So, yeah, I agree with that. He will show how we understand. We got it wrong at the time, but Anthony Knighton is now officially a half sack away. So, we're hoping that he can get that this week as well. He obviously will at some point this season. So, we're hoping to see that. So, we'll, again, we will talk about all of these predictions as usual on the next episode, along with uh, uh, Around the Valley and all that stuff, per usual. So, yeah, again, we're expecting a decent crowd for 2 o'clock game with our work circumstances. One of us should be there by game time. One of us will be a little late, but we're sure to get there regardless. Again, big crowd hoping that and we can cover our spreads and, and you know set the tone for the Missouri Valley because we know, obviously, that'll come a long way in terms of how we're looked at by the end of the season. So, Noah, final thoughts? You have a uh, special teams dog of the game? Oh, special teams. Um, I'm going with, uh, he mentioned in his interview with Mike Reese, Javon Williams said he's, and Mike asked him about all, all the time he's fair catching a fair catching punts. He's, Javon said he sees one in the future, so I'm going to say it's tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I Honestly, because we haven't got many opportunities on that or receiving Really, they kick it to the back of the end zone. I don't know how Illinois State's kicker is, his boot strength, but I will go with Jack because I think there will be points, especially we know we can kind of start slow, and they have a good defense that uh, I could see us punting a couple times. I could see Jack, hopefully, because he, what, he had 50-something the last time that rolled in our favor. I think he'll do it again, and obviously, Nico, keep an eye out for him as well. So I'll go with Jack. It's hard to say because, obviously, yeah, uh, it's hard to get opportunities for the kick and punt return, so... That was our predictions. Keep up with it. Uh, Noah, final thoughts before we wrap it up. Yeah, uh, a quick look around the Valley this weekend. Uh, not a lot of games. Um, South Dakota State's headed to Indiana State. That's an interesting matchup. Should be a blowout, in my opinion. Uh, inter- another interesting matchup, Western Illinois headed to Youngstown. Uh, Western Illinois put up some points and been feisty. We'll see what they do against the Penguins and South Dakota State's making the trip down to Springfield, Missouri, and play Missouri State. So keep an eye out for all those. We will give you the final scores of those. All good games. All good games to kick off everybody's conference season. So, again, we expect a good crowd. And we expect a good game, hopefully, for our recruits and for all of that. It won't be as many big people in attendance as there were in the first game. So, uh, still, hopefully everybody comes out. Hopefully tailgating's all good and everybody shows out on it. Saturday afternoon. Final thoughts? Yeah, it's family weekend. It should be a good crowd. Uh, if we do our little guessing game, I'm going to say around 7,500. I think it was – that's probably about good enough for us. Uh, that's half – that's that's halfway, 15,000. Yeah, I, I assume Illinois State will bring a bur- bigger crowd than Dayton did. They probably will travel pretty well. So, I'd see, probably see a lot of red on that corner – of the stadium. As long as it fills it up, that's fine. Yeah, uh, so it's going to be a good game. Uh, they're going to be – our guys are going to be ready to play. I know they're going to be ready to play. They're a physical team. They're going to want to run the football against us. So our defense will be tested, especially our front seven. So it should be an interesting matchup. We're going to prove once again what kind of team – what our goal is this year and see what kind of team we are. And we're going to 
put a whooping on these Redbirds. Yeah, hopefully. And But would you say, more? I guess we'll find out when we talk in the post, Illinois State's better than Dayton and SEMO? Yeah, they're, they're a better team overall, but uh, I still say the team we have, we're going to put a whooping on them. Let's hope. So, again, those are predictions. Check it out. Uh, we're ready for the game. See you, everybody, on Saturday for Nick Malone. No alert. This is the Dogs Football Podcast, the Illinois State Preview episode. See you on Monday. Go dogs.